set about the business of being happy, at first with success. But as time went on, she discovered that it was not so easy as she'd imagined to grow into being Paul's wife. She had been beckoned on by a vision of Dora the Cultivated Woman. But after a year of being Mrs. Greenfield, she was already finding her ideal too difficult, and was even beginning to dislike it. Paul had assumed that she would wish to give up her art studies, and she had given them up with some regret. But since she was lazy, and had in any case shown few signs of talent, she was also relieved. Paul, whose courting had upset the regime of his work, now safely wed, resumed his studies with a single-mindedness which Dora so much admired. During long hours when Paul was at the courthold or the British Museum, Dora found time on her hands. She endeavoured to keep the flat, where she did not dare to disturb any object, meticulously clean. She made long preparations for dinner parties for Paul's friends. On such occasions Paul usually did the cooking. She enjoyed these things, but without feeling that they were really what she wanted to do. The elated confidence which Paul's love had given her at first began to ebb. It seemed to her that Paul was urging her to grow up, and yet had left her no space to grow up into. He wanted to teach her everything himself, but lacked the time and the patience to do so. Though a natural devourer of the women's magazines, and an indefatigable tester of accessories, she did not even know how to dress herself any more. She abandoned the big skirts and the sandals, but after annoying Paul with a number of mistakes, she purchased one or two safe, expensive outfits which she thought extremely dull, and then stopped buying clothes altogether. Nor was she easily able to spend her money on anything else because of a haunting uncertainty about her taste. She began to suspect that Paul thought her the tiniest bit vulgar. She liked Paul's friends, though they alarmed her. They were all very clever and much older than her, and had clever wives who alarmed her even more. They treated her with a protective, bantering condescension. She discovered that one or two of them were under the impression that she had been a ballet dancer, and this seemed to her significant. She was invited with Paul to their houses, but never got to know them well. When one man, a violinist, had taken a more personal interest in Dora, and had delighted her by asking about her childhood, Paul had been very jealous and unpleasant, and they had not seen the man again. Before their marriage, Paul had warned Dora that they were likely to quarrel, but he had added that when one was really in love, fighting was half the fun of being married. The quarrels, which began soon enough, brought no pleasure to Dora. They left her humiliated and exhausted. Dora began to see more of her old friends— especially Sally, a girl slightly younger than herself who was still at the Slade. She began to feel, half apologetically and half defiantly, that she was still very juvenile. It used to delight her that the art students all called Paul, Sir. Now it seemed upsetting. Sally asked her to join a party going to the Slade dance. Paul detested dances. After some pleading, she went alone, and arrived back at six in the morning. Dora was unable to be exact about time or anything else. 
Paul greeted her with a scene whose violence terrified her. From this moment on, she began to be afraid of him. Yet withal, she did not judge him. A certain incapacity for placing others stood her here in the lieu of virtue. She learned to coax him, or to withstand him mutely, cherishing herself, and although she conspicuously lacked self-knowledge, became in the face of this threatening personality increasingly aware that she existed. Paul wanted children, or at least a child, in the decisive and possessive way in which he wanted all the objects which he drew into his life. The sense of family was strong in him, and he preserved an ancestral nostalgia for the dignity and ceremonial of kinship. He yearned for a son, a little Paul, whom he could instruct and encourage, and finally converse with as an equal and even consult as a rival.